Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Hello, it is the final day of July. That can only mean one thing, revisionist history. We're going to look back over the past month and see what went right, what went wrong, what might have been the big story. I feel like there's this contagious feeling of blah around the NHL when it comes to this far away from free agency. Like you get disconnected from it. There's that buzz right at the start. And then it goes into cottage season, as we joke about all the time. So, Martin, welcome to the scratch and sniff version of oh. Sabres Live. I say that because I'm wearing my oldest hoodie, and I've been wearing it for four consecutive days. So I apologize if that's, you know, you know, an odorous start to the week for you. I think it's fine. We, uh, You can't smell through the screen. You can't smell through the radio. So I think it's whatever Give you it are basing in. It's 2023, but soon enough, it'll happen. Uh, you say oh. that. I remember going to a movie. You know when 3D was the rage? Yes. Like you went to 3D movies. Number one, I hated going to 3D movies because the glasses like would would never have the and then if you add popcorn and you touch your glasses you could never get the grease out so i hated 3d movies but i remember going to a 4d movie and it was uh what is it the 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 kids that are spy kids spy kids 4d or whatever i went there with my kids what it was it was a 3d movie but at certain moment in the movie they would say scratch number one on your card and then you smelt it because it was something in the movie that happened that had an odor that you need so that was the fourth dimension of the movie it was stupid like i already that i hated 3d now i had to scratch off this piece of paper and smell it to be in the movie like come on give me a good old nice seat a good theater screen good sound that's all i need and the world we live in is 6d focusing on the group of six but in buffalo's case the group of 10 because that's where we stand basically at the end of July. So um, what is the big story in the NHL in the month of July? We're canvassing your opinion, soliciting, quite frankly, your opinion at uh, Sabres Live on Twitter or whatever it's called now. And X. 
<laughs> don't even like don't even give them the satisfaction of calling it what it is like we should just make up some bogus name for our purposes here on sabers it's still twitter.com on the computer so i know i know i know because whatever down a path i don't need to go down um do you have like without the prompting of producer jeff do you have an obvious big story in the month of july it's not obvious but it was obvious to me that's the first thing i thought about when i thought of july and mm -hmm. maybe it is because it's happened in the last week that okay. it is why it is so significant in my mind because it just recently happened but when i look at it's you know contracts are contracts you and i like we watch contracts being signed every day and we're like okay somebody signed a long-term deal but there's another one after that there's another one after that uh, but this story of July for me was a unique story that affects a lot of teams, mostly one team, but other, other teams uh, are, are going to get the benefits of it. Um, and uh, yeah, so it is Patrice Bergeron retiring. That's my part. I know that people are going to say, it's a guy retiring. He just won two Selkie Trophy in a row. Boston just had the best regular season historically in the NHL in wins and points. And their hope was that, well, hopefully Bergeron comes back because we have a big hole in the middle of the ice at center now. And Bergeron retiring to me is the number one story of July in my book because it, and, and also I feel like it affects the Sabres in a big way because now Boston's going to take a step back. Wow. We joke about blindsiding before every show. Yes. <laughs> and I... I'd have been here all of August before guessing that that was your big story of July. I just feel uh, like it, it has some impact to the Sabres. It has impact to teams in the Atlantic division. It has playoffs impact it does. Uh, it does. In, in all of it. It's a, it's a player that people want to see. Like when you think of the Boston Bruins over the last 10, 15 years, you know, you're thinking Zidane Chera, you're thinking, you know, Brad Marchand, you may be thinking, Tukarask or Tim Thomas, right? Like there's names, but Patrice Bergeron for me is, is one of those big names. Like three years down the road, we're like Patrice Bergeron headlining the Hall of Fame class of 2028 or whatever it's going to be, 2027. That is why it's a big story. Well, a serious indictment to my personal life would be if we started a segment on Mondays called What Did I Do on the Weekend, especially on Saturday night. So I really don't want to get too far into this, but since you brought up Bergeron, I will tell you that I was standing in the kitchen of my parents' place at about 10.30 on Saturday night. And what was I doing? A side-by-side -side hockey reference comparison of Patrice Bergeron and Andre Kopitar. Like, what yeah. life do I have that it has gotten to this point on a Saturday night? The fact of the matter was, and we joke and enjoy simultaneously all of this with hockey reference, their categories, right, that we have been kind of focusing on. So they have point share, basically, yes. on there when it comes to a player. And I know I'm in the underdog role here, even though I've won more cups. And when I say I, I mean Kopitar. I say Kopitar. But what I was shocked at was, first of all, there are only two games played difference right now in their careers. Mm -hmm. Even though Kopitar was drafted two years later, he's played more than Bergeron or whatever. They're two year, two games apart. Obviously, Kopitar blows him out of the water points-wise, but more defensive metrics go Bergeron's way. 
I was stunned to see what they use as a point share, meaning what a player, you know, brings to a team as far as point value. It was almost identical. Bergeron was like 125 and Kopitar was 124 and a half. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, my argument has been validated yet again that Kopitar is simply the Bergeron of the West. And if you're going to make that your big story, I'll say, okay, the shocking story to me was that Kopitar got a two-year extension <laughs> at $7 million at per at his age. Like, that absolutely blew. I love the guy. I would give him the world if I could. But that is a huge, huge, um, it's a huge commitment, but it's also more so recognition of what they believe still exists in their leader as they turn a corner ever so slightly with a different looking group, right? So this is a critical time for Kopitar and and you're you're not wrong when it comes to Bergeron, but are you shocked that they didn't have to give Kopitar that contract yet? He still has another year left on his deal, and this becomes a 35 and over contract starting next season for two years. They're locked in. There's not going to be a oh well, I'm retiring or you know like you're locked in because you're 35 and over contract. This is this is funny that those two st- stories, Duffer, and your Saturday night was basically following Bergeron and Kopitar, but they're linked. And on my piece of paper, number two, just because of that, I put Kopitar. Like where Bergeron retires, Kopitar still has a year left and two more with a new contract. So those two were very much linked. Just didn't think of putting Kopitar as a big story because I don't think it affects the East as much. I don't think it affects the Sabres as much as Bergeron did, but it is a big story. It is. And yet, obviously we want to know what your big story of the month was in July. This is the 31st. There is an arbitration hearing that happened yesterday that we're still Mm -hmm. awaiting the verdict on. And that was Jeremy Swayman. And also from the Bruins, Trent Frederick has his arbitration scheduled for tomorrow Troy Terry of the Ducks is scheduled for Wednesday. And then for the first time since this process started, the arbitrators are actually going to dig in and do some work. They have four of them scheduled for Friday, August 4th. Why would you work on a Sunday, not on a Monday? I don't get any of this. And it certainly makes no sense. And we might not even see any hearings by the time Friday rolls around. Gustafson could get a deal with Minnesota before then. McLeod, Scanlon, O'Connor in all due respect, outside of their families, no one's really concerned about those hearings. So sticking with the big story of the month, I'll guide, I'll, I'll, I'll offer up one, although it's actually three, but I'll stick with one. Um, And it's, of course, it could be like, if you're glass half full, looking at Bergeron's retirement and its impact on the Eastern Conference, i.e. the Sabres chances, Mm -hmm. Allow me to go. I, it's not even glass half happy. It's just reality. Like people need to accept this. I think the big story of July is that the Leafs core four is still intact. Um, that is a big story. I wrote Toronto Maple Leafs on my sheet, but more than the core four was they them bringing um, Bertuzzi, Domi, and Klingberg, and Matt Murray going to long-term IR. But now I wish I would have thought of the core four or even the core five because you put Morgan Riley with Nylander, Tavares, Marner, and Matthews, and you say they are doing the same thing. Same coach, same core five. They added a few pieces. And they're going with Ilya Samsonov, obviously went to arbitration. And that's one of the players that um, got an award and had to accept the award. Uh, Mm -hmm. But the Leafs are basically rolling out with the same thing 
that they have for the past couple of years, two, three, four years, and did not really yield any major result. Yeah, they got out the first round last year. Good for you. Is that the goal? Is that the goal for the Toronto Maple Leafs to get out the first round? Absolutely not. So, well, no, yes, that, it was because it had been forever. So for, that, that it had, had to been be the seven, first goal before 18, any other goals. Or is it yeah. 18 or 19 years? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um, yeah, the fact that they're going to roll out the same group next year, I think is a big story for another rival of the Buffalo Sabres in the Atlantic Division that, look, they're good players. But now the Leafs are also in a bad position with their salary cap and they're going to be Who juggling. Says? The Leafs are. Who says? I say it. Cap Friendly said it. And Vegas I'm not saying- was. Tampa was. Yeah, I, I understand this that. This is not reality. This is a statement that you're making for no reason other than to well, say Well, there's it. nobody there's nobody right now on the Leafs that are making significant money that I'm saying are going to start the season on long-term IR or have that that option. Like Matt Murray, that's one thing, but it, it's not the same thing. They still are, according to Cap Friendly, a couple of million dollars over the cap, even though you're considering LTIR to some players. But I think they will, will work to make sure that a couple of million here and there. There's a couple of guys starting in the minors. You start with 20 or 21 players on the roster, you're fine. But I think they are going to juggle that issue all season long. It is going to be very, very stressful for Brett Reliving and Brendan Shanahan to get it, you know, to be following the dollars and cents, not just the, the thousands of dollars, the single dollars and cents for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, they do have the Marlies literally in their backyard, so transactions whether they are paper related or geographical in nature yes. tend to be of little consequence for the maple leafs um is my july big story now going to turn into the august big story i.e will the leafs in fact do something about the core four still before this season actually begins i don't think they will i think they are very much Pot committed with what they have. Um, and I, I I mean, the word is, is that they have to consider the extension, right? The extension to Austin Matthews. Um, I got to pull it up Nylander. here. Nylander. Yeah. So there's a couple of extensions that they, they need to, to work their way in. Uh, mm-hmm. Nylander was making just under $7 million. The word is, is he wants nine and a half million dollars. Um, are you capable are you willing do you need more information coming in with hockey related revenues and where's the cap going to go next year before you make a decision i think that's probably what the leafs are buying right now they're buying time because mm-hmm. austin matthews could jump to 13 and a half 14 million dollars possibly and then you have nylander at nine nine and a half i mean you're paying two players yeah what would that be 23 million 24 million dollars like that mm-hmm. is a lot of money what do you think nylander gets for me personally, I think it would be in the eight and a half to nine. I don't think he would go above nine million. Now, why is that? Just because who's I better, Nylander that... or Aho? I'll take Sebastian Aho. Okay. Nylander's camp would argue. However, I yes, would go with would. Aho, obviously, as well. But I'm curious because it's a lot, it's a lot of money for Aho, nine, seven, five. Like Nylander's in. No, but Nylander is saying, I got to get there. I got to get to 9.5 at the very least. Right. But doesn't, I struggle saying this because I know it's not reality. And I know the Sabres still have to extend Darlene and power. And you have to kind of allow for inflation 
but like in my reality world, like I think Darlene should make what Makar makes, but Makar, you know, took the deal early. And so it's a more team friendly number. All I'm saying is, is there ever a time when somebody's contract, somebody's reasonable contract makes it harder for somebody else to negotiate? My side by side is what Matthew Kachuk just did with Florida and what Nylander wants out of Toronto. Because anybody who watches the game knows that Kachuk is X amount higher than Nylander. For sure. And the deal is the deal is fresh enough that Toronto should be able to, in my opinion, leverage that against Nylander. But I know that that's not exactly how all of this stuff works. No, I know. You can definitely put the, you know, any argument in the spin cycle and make it uh, go whichever way you want, right? You could look at Sebastian Howe if you're a Nylander and say, we, we scored 40 last year. Uh, our points were higher than Aho. We 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 could we took less the last time, right? Because Aho was coming off of the eight million sum and change contract on an offer sheet. Nylander was less. We should be making more. We should be at the nine nine, maybe ten million dollars. Um, and but then you can the Leafs can take the Matthew Kachuk and say Kachuk's at nine and a half, and Nylander, you're nowhere near impacting the game like Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk had a hundred points in Calgary two years ago, right before he signed that deal. So you know what? You're at eight seven five. There could be a, a million and a half difference in two arguments that makes sense. That literally makes sense. But that's why negotiations are so hard. So yeah, I, I could definitely see how this is going to be a, a, a long still summer for the Leafs. But I don't think they're moving off their group. I would have. I would have first thing. You know when that happened, the draft in in Nashville in June, uh, early July. I would have been moving Nylander. I, that's the first thing I would have done if I was Brad Troy Living. Move Nylander. Um, he had a great season. It, it, you're going to get a lot in return. I would have. They're not at that place right now. Mm, there's another interesting line because Ottawa didn't get much in return for Debrinket. So who's to say that somebody's going to get a lot in today's world? Debrinket was real. different in the fact that... He, he needed a contract he, just like Nylander? Yeah, but he select well, maybe Nylander's in the same place, just like Matthew Kachuk was. It's like you can trade me to Florida and Tampa, and that's it, right? And mm-hmm. then obviously you have to take the deal. That's what Ottawa had to do, which was a big story in July. The Brinkett being traded from Ottawa to Detroit. That was a big story. Mm-hmm. Not one of my top story. And I I actually feel like right now, Duffer, as we're discussing this, and it happens a lot when you and I get on the show at noon and we start talking, and I'm like, I missed the big story of July. Like in my position and what I did for a living. I'm the guy that misses the big story every day. Wasn't the, the goalie carousel? Who's the big story? I am. I am. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. There you go. But I wasn't the big story in July supposed to be the goaltending carousel, the John Gibson, Connor Hellebuck, all the goalies that were going to be moved and, and yeah, all of it. Like 20 guys switch teams. Through free agency. Yeah. But I, I look at that Most was a big story in July. Able. Like the yeah. goalie carousel, when you look at Hellebuck hasn't moved, Gibson hasn't moved, Tristan Jari went back to Pittsburgh, right? Okay, Samsonov got a lesser than what I anticipated contract with Toronto. Like there was a lot of goalie stories that were written. Ilya Sorokin 
getting the eight-year extension. That's fine. It was his backup. That's a ridiculous deal. But again, Sorokin's a big story because he's the one now that is going to be making $8.25 million, not this year, the year after, mm-hmm. for eight years. So he's basically a New York Islander for nine years. But you're right. There's been so many goalie stories that I that have been good or bad that I feel like that probably was the story of July, the goaltending carousel that came off the wheels a couple of times. Okay, that leads us directly into the initial responses at Sabres Live, your big story for the month of July. We're taking them at Sabres Live on Twitter, the initial ones that were Sabre-related to us. And again, we are just taking what has been given to us from the people. There was concern that Buffalo didn't decide their goaltending in this month of July. So how big a story is that for you and how you view it for the organization as we sit here on July 31st. Okay. Well, I look at some of the players, well, goalies that sign as free agent and I'm like, okay, like it didn't really like Freddie Anderson. I was intrigued, but he wanted, it looked like he wanted to stay in Carolina. He took a lot less money. I, I, I have read, and I would assume to stay in Carolina. I think a lot of those names that I like decided to stay in areas that they felt comfortable with mm-hmm. their their situation. So coming to Buffalo was probably not in their plans. Um, and then after that, I'm like, well, you know what? I don't want Connor Hellebuck. Not if he's going to want an eight-year deal at $9 million. That's going to start when he's 32 years old. Not going to happen. I don't want John Gibson. There's a lot of names that I don't want. So is it maybe plan B that's in effect? Yeah, I think it's it's fair to say plan B is in effect. My my plan always factored in Devin Levi as the guy that would start. The guy that October 12th against the New York Rangers would be my starting goaltender. Now, mm-hmm. is it penciled in? Absolutely, because two weeks later, maybe it's UPL that takes over. Maybe it's Comrie that takes over. But Devin Levi factored in in all my plans. If you go get a veteran goaltender, it's that goaltender and Devin Levi. If you don't get a veteran goaltender, it's Devin Levi and what you have like that. So I feel like we went to plan B, but I'm very comfortable with the idea of Levi starting and building a little bit like Jeremy Swayman did in his first year in Boston. He wasn't their starting goalie, but he played quality minutes. And I think Levi could play 35 to 40. So maybe even more. I'm okay with it. Swayman's partner, Linus Allmark. Happy birthday to him. He's 30 today. Is that right? 30? Yeah. How can he be 30 already? Holy well, he cow. came in a little later. So, you know, if Gally wow. Malkin is 37. Well, that seems like an obvious one. I feel like he's 42. But um, <laughs> by, by the way, you know how we've been, not to get too far off the beaten path here on this Monday, where we're, you know, assessing the month of July and what the big story was and whether it's Sabre related in your mind, lack of Sabre related in your mind or league wide and how it impacts the Sabres. We're taking those thoughts at Sabres live. You know how we've been, um, well, let's say just having fun childishly at the expense of NHL.com on a daily basis, because what are they going to do? Obviously headlines, right? And so (laughs) today, the big story it's missing a word in my opinion are you able to call it up right now well i'm on the page right now so i'm looking at headlines on the right but you okay. see mark no no not the headlines the main story with mark oh the night stand yes it should say one night stand 
Yeah. It has to. It's Vegas, first of all. So yes. that's what people joke about. Like, it stays in Vegas. And how many cups do they have? One. Like, it's missing a word. It should be one night stand. I still anyway, don't understand I, why they would pick night stand or one night stand when the story is about their roster mainly staying intact. Like why a night stand always is intact. Story. Like your night stand yeah. is always the same. The the the, the yeah. phone charger, the yeah. coaster for your glass of water or something yeah. to drink in the middle of the night, and then your light. Like that's I don't know why they use night stand. Because what they stood with their roster, like yeah. it just doesn't. Yes, make sense. exactly. That's exactly okay. so you've That's deciphered it, it. Good for you. Okay, nightstand. But it. <laughs> but my See word, my you... my brain goes through a nightstand like by your. See your how bed. you talk. See how if you talk things out, you, you can get to the right answer. That was very you, impressive. You know All what my on your own. you know what my nickname was from my uh, my equipment manager in New York when I was with the Rangers. No, he called me Shark, and then he called Jacob Baby Shark. Or mini shark, because he said sharks, if they stop moving in the water, they they die, they suffocate, because their movement brings in the oxygen through their gills, and mm. then that's how they breathe. They can never stand still because they'll die. Mm. And if I stop talking, I will die because that's how I breathe. So that's why he called me shark and mini shark because we're both the same. So that's why I need to talk it out loud when something oh. like that happens. That is one of the best stories you've told, and this is Sabres Live, and we're glad to be with you here to start a brand new week. Uh, we can't promise all the news to come this week, but we're hopeful that arbitration hearings are going to result in at least some sort of uh, crumbs spread yes. across the table for us to feast on. And Jeremy Swayman is the verdict that is most pressing based on the fact that his hearing was yesterday. And ultimately, we had the discussion last week with Shana Goldman, who's going to make more Swayman with the Bruins, or if Philip Gustafson goes through his arbitration process with Minnesota, that is starting to turn reporter yes. Joe Smith with the athletics suggesting that they are working on a deal, a longer term deal that would avoid arbitration. So in that case, I would think Gustafson might end up coming in under Swayman, but it remains to be seen. Who knows? Uh, obviously. Ah. I know there's no guarantees with anything right now. Obviously. I think I look at Swayman oh. and and the award by Samsonov and Samsonov was at 3.55. If mm. Swayman goes through arbitration, he's probably going to be around the same number, right? right. Around the 3.5 maybe uh, because Samsonov is arguably the number one goalie with the Leafs. Swayman is arguably the backup with Boston. So I think he comes in under. Now, mm -hmm. according to our friend uh, James Finch with uh, AFB Analytics, he had Philip Gustafson on a three-year deal at 4.25. So is Gustafson, because of how the cap may go up next year and the year after, mm -hmm. saying, I'll take a four- or five-year deal at $4 million. Now, let's also remember, Gustafson is 25 years old and has only made $2 million in his career. Like, mm -hmm. he was on very low contract, $785,000 million, uh, $785, and, you know, like, less than a million dollars. So yeah. would would he take less money on the longer term to guarantee himself maybe $20 million? Like, a five-year deal at $4 million a year for Philip Gustafson and the way that he played, I think would be a bargain for Minnesota. Yeah, but you know what? Minnesota put themselves into this mess. Oh, yeah. Gustafson shouldn't be doing them any favors, in my opinion. They do have $5.4 million, according to Cap Friendly, right now to play with, but they need to sign 
Kalen Addison and Philip Gustafson. So here's the thing. The other the other leverage that Minnesota, of course, has is Jesper Wallstadt. So how much money, how much term are they actually going to give Gustafson? They're not. Like four is probably the max we're talking about for years here because they're just not going to do it. It doesn't make sense, right? If they believe in Wallstadt the way they do, they're not going to hitch the ride and then block them, right? And quite frankly, four years would be, a, 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 I think, a comfortable number for both sides. But I'd like to see him aim higher. I'd like to see him go more than the 4.2. I'd like to see him get to at least four or five. But again, the number of games played minimize his opportunity to do that. Yeah, no, so. he's definitely was not a household name for many people. And there's probably people right. watching the show right now. They're <laughs> like, who is Phil Pierre Dorian. I know, Pierre Dorian. Did. Okay, I want to get uh, um, Cam Talbot. So how about I just trade you? Philip Gustafson, just because yeah. he's not factoring on our depth chart. And yeah. boom, there he goes. All right. We have lots to get to, believe it or not, on this uh, culmination of July episode of Sabres Live, including, and I don't know how it factors in, a story about Dick Duff. That's all coming up on WGR Sports Radio 550 NMS. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 